This is Camp Corona, a show dedicated to all those trapped indoors due to this period of isolation. I'm joined by Jacob, our resident engineer at Camp Corona. Hello, Jacob. How are you? I'm great. Uh, we'd usually be joined by our female um, Welsh person, Martha Evans, and our Welshman, Henry, but they've unfortunately been bogged down due to coursework. We send our love to Martha and Henry. So, Jacob, what have we been doing during this wonderfully horrendous period of isolation? Um, well, I've been doing my usual thing of hitting the gym, you know. Yeah, well, I say gym, it's it's like a, one of those garage setups where there's like a pull-up bar. Yeah. Um, my dad designed it and made it himself. Uh, now, actually, there's something interesting he likes to do with this pull-up bar, though. He has these, like, gravity boots. They're like um, little, um, I guess, like braces go around your ankles, and they've got a hook on them. And he likes to hang upside down using this pull-up bar. Oh, my God. That sounds interesting <laughs> how old is your dad uh he's day 50 i think i okay. think he'll be 50 next year okay that's quite athletic then well he, ju- he just hangs upside down and he seems to think it'll help him grow and it's got to the point now uh, i mean we're not an, we're not a very tall family right so i don't know if he's got small man syndrome um that's brilliant he's still trying to grow at age 50 yeah fair enough I've been doing a fair amount of cycling, um, trying to cycle every day, mainly because I've got nothing else to do, apart from my dissertation at uni, obviously. Uh, what, what kind of bike do you have? Do you have like a mountain bike or a road bike? Uh, it's a mountain bike. It's also possibly electric, so it's not as hard as it possibly could be. Okay. <laughs> so you're cheating a little bit. Are you, are you using that electric motor on the hills? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, it's good, though, because it means that you never actually fully stop so you're always yeah. moving which gives you a massive amount of motivation because there are some hills that just wouldn't get up mm. i mean i am um, I, I prefer mountain bikes you know they're a lot more versatile but i just find that road bikes your balls just feel like they've imploded afterwards i mean i've never, I've never actually used yeah. a road they, they hurt unless you get the correct like cycling pants apparently this is what you're meant to have it just hurts your balls Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's just like, you get off it, and you you just feel this agonising pain. You're like, why did I do this? It's good for you, Jacob. It's good for your health. No, 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 no. no. I mean, it's it's only with road bikes. I'm just saying, why did did I choose a road bike over a mountain bike? Yeah, well, I guess mountain bikes are quite heavy, aren't they? That's the Mm. thing. Whereas a road bike's quite light, I guess. But then you could say it's an extra exercise, you know, lifting up the bike. You could do some bicep curls, look like a complete tool, standing outside your house, lifting up a bike. No, I'm a great fan of sitting and watching television and reading books, really. Um, I, 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 I do exercise to keep healthy and not okay. anything else. Have you been doing your one exercise today? No more. Yeah, exactly that. It's brilliant, though. In a way, I've done so much more exercise than I ever would have done because of this isolation. I think more people are exercising, to be honest, because they're like, well, I've only got really one chance to get out of the house. I may as well make the best of it. And we've had some nice weather. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been going to the local um, corner shop a lot more because it's an excuse to go outside on my bike, go and buy like a loaf of bread or something. And I think corner shops are going to do really well out of this. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I've been going there, get, you know, get a little sip. Yeah, and they've got all the stuff that you, you don't find in a normal supermarket now. Stuff like pasta. There is no shortage of pasta in the local corner shop because no one it's knows it exists. It's a loo roll.
as well. Loads. So tip um, tip one from Camp Corona is to go to a local corner shop and see if there are any uh, loo rolls available because you can't find them in big supermarkets because someone keeps buying them up. I, I honestly don't get this like hoard buying. I understood it like initially, but I'm like, surely all the hoarders have got enough food now. But you know, there's some point where they can physically not fit in, you know, any more food in their pantry unless unless they've started storing it underneath the stairs or in Harry Potter's, you know, room underneath yeah, the that's stairs. The thing. Like my mum, for example. The fridge is full. The freezer is full. The cupboards are full. It's like I've come to the point of asking, why are you buying all this food? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I've got a friend um, at uni, and they've been like stockpiling stuff, and they've just brought and loads of eggs. Uh, I, I don't get it. Why are you stockpiling eggs? You know, eggs go off. It's they're not tinned. <laughs> Well, they did stockpile pasta and stuff, but they also had like loads of boxes of like eggs. Why would you buy eggs? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long eggs last for. Is it like a week, maybe? I mean, oh well, no. Eggs can actually last for a long time, and there's a really good way of testing whether or not eggs are actually edible. Still, how do you do that? Well, if you get a pint glass and fill it with water to the top, yeah. or nearly to the top. Then put the egg in the water. Now, if the egg floats, it means it's off. If it sinks, it's okay to eat. Okay. So as um, the bacteria inside the egg respires, it produces CO2. So you then get more air inside the egg, so it floats. Ah, okay. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's quite interesting, that is. Yeah, obviously, if the egg is out of date, then don't eat it. But if you were, I don't know, starving, it might be a good way of seeing whether or not the egg was edible. I mean, if you're starving, though, you probably would eat the egg. That is true. That is true. I mean, on Camp Corona, we're, we are running out of food, aren't we? Yeah, true. So we need I to mean, be careful with our eggs. I mean, I barely see any food on the island. And there's barely any. Martha, where, what, where? I don't know. Martha, where are you? We've lost her somewhere. Martha needs to go food shopping. <laughs> Martha does need to go food shopping. <laughs> we'll have to... I don't know about Camp Corona. You know, well, what is Camp Corona? Are we stuck on an island or are we, is it just like, are we stuck in our bedrooms? Um, I mean, it started off as just a name and now it's like a metaphysical kind of like world or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it'd be quite I, interesting though, maybe. I mean, are we going to evolve this into something like Desert Island Discs where we go, now, what would you take with you <laughs> on an island? Well, maybe what would you take on an island? Right. So, um, what is it with Desert Island Dish? You only have, um, how many discs can you bring with you? It's about... I'm say three, I don't know. I've no idea. The albums as well, because I'm actually kind of unfamiliar with Desert Island Discs. I yeah, know. I think they just basically pick some music to bring with them to Desert Island, don't they? Really? And then I think they could have, like, one luxury as well. Um, you don't have an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd like an aeroplane so I could leave the desert island. <laughs> I um, I heard one that Ricky Gervais did, and he said he would bring um Novocaine. What's that? Um, it's what it's like a local anaesthetic they use when you go and have surgery on your teeth. Oh, why would he bring that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess a local anaesthetic. 
guess it could be kind of good on an island. I mean, see, Tifa is a sensitive part. I mean, yeah. you could also bring laughing gas. You could have a lot of fun with that. I guess it's a bit like being homeless, isn't it? In the sense you've got no, you know, dignity and you're sort of abandoned and you need to pass some time. So you go and do drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's an amenity, isn't it? Yeah. Just to get through it, really, I guess. So um, some other things that have happened to me recently, though, are the fact that my Mary Poppins trip has been cancelled. So because all the theatres are closed because of this coronavirus. So that, are they going to ever put it back on? Or? I don't really know. But they, they've said that they're going to refund me the tickets. But it's a real shame. I was looking forward to seeing Mary Poppins fly around the stage. What, what was this with? Was it just like, I'm going to see Mary Poppins? Or are you going to go? Um, it was just generally, because they try and go to the theatre sometimes. Mm. And that was one of the things on in London. So I was going to go and see that. But that is now cancelled. So I'm going to have to spend my money elsewhere. Like on a record player. I mean, you could buy the entire... Uh, I don't know if you could buy Mary Poppins on vinyl. I don't know, could you? I don't, That's I don't think I want to buy that on vinyl, to be honest with you. You'd just rather see her flying around the theatre again. Hello there, children! Well, the only reason I'm going is Jack wanted to go. Jack's my friend. Okay. Um, I'm not really into Mary Poppins, I'm not going to lie. I'm not that sort of chap, as uh, such. Yeah. Mm. You're not a musical nerd. No, I'm just sort of uh, bored. Oh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go for it. Go to it. It'll be a bit of fun. Kind of good. Yeah. I'm, I'm really there to have dinner, to be honest with you. Mm. I remember um, we used to go and see um, like pantomimes at the Hippodrome in Birmingham. And uh, they would like sometimes just have some random, for some reason, like our family used to get like one of the booths at the top. Because like my grandparents used to pay for like a a booth on the side, you know, like yeah. private booths. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago before the recession. Um, <laughs> and, uh, okay, I remember this one. So because of, you're in a booth, they will like get like a character to come up to the booth like midway through the show. There'll be this segment, and then for some reason, Spider Man is just in the show, and he's like. You know, spinning his webs around, he just comes up the booth for some reason. Wow! I'm like, okay. I can't remember what play it was. I'm like, how did they manage to work in Spider Man? I guess you can put anything in anywhere yeah. if you really want to. I recently wrote an essay, which is a diary piece about someone who wanted to commit suicide. You can do what you want if you want to be as creative as easily mm. possible. I guess. Have you also seen there's been a twenty percent rise in alcohol sales? To be honest, um, doesn't surprise me. I mean, some people are not at work. And they haven't got maybe a passion or a hobby. What do they do to get through? Drink. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a, a worthwhile. I did get a, I did get a strong out of the fridge at twelve o'clock. Actually, um, I would fancy doing some day drinking. To be honest, I mean it would be fun if we were allowed out and able to sit in like a beer garden and read books. I mean that was our plan, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. For the rest of the year. I mean. Well, after you know, we're, we're university students, by the way, if people didn't yeah. know that. Um, we were going to finish our essays and then go date drinking and talk about stuff. Stuff. I mean, it'd be, it'd be lovely on a day like this. I mean, I don't know where how the weather is, where you are, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I nearly called you Joe then. Um, uh, Tom. Tom. Uh, Joe is a friend as well. Yeah. 
Um, it's actually really nice outside. Um, although I haven't been outside because, unfortunately, we, I'm going through a terror at the moment in the form of my uh, cockerel, who doesn't like me and wants to attack me. I have <laughs> asked my parents to get rid of the cockerel, but they refuse, and I have threatened to shoot it. And I will shoot it. <laughs> what are you going to shoot it with? Uh, just a little air rifle. Um, but it should uh, go down in about three shots, I think. Have you been practising? Um, a little bit. At the, yesterday, though, I was getting stuff out of the car and it ran at me and I had to throw a bag at it to get it to go away. And I broke some plates. And I was very angry. <laughs> it was very distressing. Everyone laughed at me. <laughs> I just, I would love to see this. I mean... It'd be a great promo for the podcast. Um, <laughs> you've got Tom. <laughs> you my ah! I mean, it was terrifying. I mean, you know, you know, he gets all those hens, don't you? You know, he's like, he's he's yeah. making those hens pop out eggs, like you know, there ain't no tomorrow. Exactly, and we have got a massive supply of eggs at the moment. Let me tell you, we've got goose eggs as well. I'm not sure how he's managing that, but he's done it somehow. Um, well, obviously, yeah. we're doing a bit of crossbreeding. Well, it'd be fertilised then, but it's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a joke. Because... He's a very active boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is horrendous. Um, he's a stuffed yeah. cockerel. <clears throat> he is. He's very aggressive and very, very um, lustful. I think. I don't know whether he thinks I'm like a a, 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 a a another cockerel that's trying to move in on his turf or something. I... But you know. I, I don't know why animals have this perception. Dogs have it as well. They have like an alpha male of the group, which is yeah. which is for some reason my mom, mainly because she's the one that feeds them and walks them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does make sense. So, the thing is though, is like I've tried to I tried to stand up to the cockerel, and I had pots and pans and everything. I made a great deal of noise. I I, I tried to stand and look big. And it just made the problem worse. <laughs> so you just so you, run at me. So really, what you've got to do is you, you've got to make yourself the alpha of the group in terms of chickens. I don't know if chickens have alphas and stuff. Yeah, they do. They have little fights amongst themselves, and they. So, so maybe you should go up to him and start pecking him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think it works like that. Though I think I'm just going to have to be submissive and lay down. No, Tom, you, you're a man. You've got you've got opposable <laughs> thumbs. He doesn't have that. <laughs> You can barely fly. You have you have the ability to fly by going to get you know pilot's right. license, and then should you save up enough money, you can then purchase a plane. And then you know if you install like maybe um, a little runway at your house in the garden, drop thirty thousand megatons of explosives on him. <laughs> <laughs> you sir will not last the day. There you go. Not only can I fly, I can also drop bombs. Ha 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 ha! But yes, I think I may unfortunately have to just uh, submit to the cockerel and lie down and take it like a man. <laughs> I mean, what what would um what would he do to you? I mean, um, well, if I guess he just pecked me a lot, which isn't too bad. I I just got had the funny image. You for some reason you just be covered in chicken shit though. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an image, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe we should do that as a like a, an advert for this podcast. Me lying down with a chicken on top of me. <laughs> that would be quite funny. Have you ever seen Chicken Run? Uh, I have. Yeah, I have seen Chicken Run, yeah. Because I didn't realise... There's like a Facebook group for it. I only saw it the other day, so I haven't actually been on it, but 
I saw it through being on the um, Wallace and Gromit cheese posting um, Facebook group, which is uh, oh, yeah. a famous group. Yes, yes. It's a great. Um, I mean, I never knew there were so many people that liked Wallace and Gromit or at least appreciated Wallace and Gromit in such a way. I mean, whether it be ironic or not, I used to like it more as a kid, but. It loses its uh, interest as you get older, I guess. Well, it's yeah, still funny. I think I like it more ironically now, which is the entire point of the group. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit like The Simpsons, I guess, in a way, in the sense that it was it, it was funny because it was funny at the time, but now it's more funny because it's it, because of the politics in it as well. Yeah, I I can't stand to watch modern Simpsons. It's just boring. <laughs> yeah, it isn't as good as the old stuff, I guess. You know what's um, a funny thing though? I liked the um, newer Simpsons as a kid because it looked better. But as I got older, I realised the older Simpsons were better. I, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I, there was a time actually when I refused to watch the older Simpsons because it looked worse. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, hand-drawn animation. Nah, nah, I want straight lines of computers, kid. Yeah, that, exactly that. But then I guess it's how like we reminisce about records and about video and stuff like that. I, I don't know what it is, but you know what I've put on a record? It does feel, I swear to God, it does sound different, but I don't know if it's a placebo effect. Yeah. But I do I do enjoy the experience more than if it's like the fact that I have to do all this um, faffing around to put the record on and then I have to make sure it's clean. And I have, yeah, to, it's make, quite and I have to make sure I don't like, you know, accidentally sneeze on it or, um, you know, knock it. Or upset it. Um, I don't know if you can hear this, but currently there's some people outside um, emptying the um, cess, not cesspit, what's it called? The, uh, the tank. outhouse. Oh, okay, right, right. I thought you, I thought you had an outhouse for some reason. Uh, we used to, we do have an outside toilet. Yes, uh, we don't really use it though. <laughs> How old is it? Uh, it must, yeah, as old as the house. They're like nineteen twenty something. 1930. So, so this is when people actually used to go to the outside then? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. It's the same toilet as well. It's disgusting. Because that actually used to be like an unclean thing to do. It's like, oh, you have a toilet in your house. That's disgusting. I mean, it is in a way disgusting, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like how actually in India, uh, if you live in a village... It's actually better for the environment and for general health and well-being to go to the toilet in the fields than it is to have a toilet inside a house, which requires running water to be fitted. Because what's the point, really, in shitting your own house when you could just shit outside? Do, do they just go and shit in, like, any field? Or is it, like, just, you know, like a common? This is just any, any field, really. And then but that then goes back into the crops, so it's not a bad thing, really, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't know, I'm not really an expert on the uh, Indian subcontinent and its use of toiletries. Oh, that's a shame. I thought you were going to be. Well, maybe one day. I'll do some reading and we can talk about that in the next podcast. Indian <laughs> toilets, I can see it now. <laughs> can you do that? We should get an expert on as well. Um, Ollie seemed to know quite a bit about it. Sorry, Ollie's another friend of ours. Um, um, he was um, discussing this with us. Um, we were talking about the effects of um, the coronavirus and india and then somehow toilets came up oh with india being a place where you know not a lot of people have toilets and then um he made the assertion that he gave some statistic that was ridiculous um well it sounded ridiculous so i thought well 
it, it is, you know, 2020. That sounds weird to say, actually. 2020. Um, he said something like, this many out of 10 people in India shit in the streets. <laughs> I think he was joking. I think he was um, over-exaggerating at the time. I think, though, I don't know. I, I went to India last March, uh, and there is uh, shit in the street. Uh, you know, there are there's still sections of society, like in New Delhi, mm. that do still shit in the street. Um, but then there's also massive development going on. Like, the hotels we stayed in were five-star and had it's, anything it's quite, you could dream of. It's quite Victorian, isn't it, in the class divide? Yeah, it's, yeah. You've got, like, a, a massive... We've got like a, a group of very, very wealthy individuals, but then you've also got massive poverty and you've got a booming middle class and it's just a, a country of massive energy. It's like, yeah, as you say, Victorian England almost. Mm. Yeah, so if anybody's, you know, a bit of a history buff that's got a fascination with the Victorian era, consider making India your next choice of um, destination. <laughs> Thank you.